More Than Real Estate podcast is all about bringing life and energy to real estate without always talking about real estate. Look forward to interviews with influential members and industry partners. These stories will focus on their personal growth and incorporate lighthearted, inspiring, and sometimes funny segments, highlighting the fact that there's more to realtor life than being a realtor. I'm your host, Chantal Goddard. On today's episode, we're joined by guest host Mike Montague, BDAR director, and Robin Jones, past president of BDAR. Enjoy their conversation where they cover Robin's experience as president of the association navigating the challenges of 2020, the major factors that played a role in the real estate market, and as always, Robin's words of wisdom. Welcome to the More Than Real Estate podcast, and I'm Mike Montague, realtor with Remax Crosstown Realty in Barrie, and I'm here with past Barrie District Association of Realtors president and Barrie Realtor as well with Remax Hallmark Realty, Robin Jones. How are you doing today, Robin? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, we just had a meeting yesterday, which was our first meeting of the year, and you as the now outgoing president, uh, making plans for the year ahead. Uh, the year behind us was a very interesting uh, year, to say the least. Uh, what's, what, what would you say are your biggest takeaways from being president over the past year with the Barry District Association of Realtors? Well, it was certainly an interesting year. Um, we started off you know, with great guns and then obviously fell into the COVID situation. Um, but what I was really impressed with was that we were prepared. Uh, you know, it's not like we actually planned on a pandemic, but we were prepared for remote operations. Uh, we quickly uh, had all our, we've got such a technological savvy staff and executive director that, you know, we were able to quite quickly move into remote operation for our staff and, uh, you know, our facility was flexible enough to allow them to come back to work uh, in a room in a, you know, well separated capacity once we got back together. So not only that, we adapted to the changes very quickly. Um, you know, we have a good streamlined staff of five at the time when COVID came into place and uh, we were able to adapt very quickly into all those stipulations that were put in place by the province. And uh, then we actually thrived. We, you know, we had a lot of plans for a lot of events, and we didn't sit back, uh, you know, moping about that. We we went quickly to online uh, uh, webinars, and we took webinars from other locations to make sure our members had lots of opportunity. Uh, we engaged them with COVID protocols significantly. Uh, it was an opportunity for our members to. Be part of all that and in the end we thrived i think we you know we were able to accomplish some goals uh from a governance perspective we rewrote our bylaws and uh, which was a huge a huge undertaking that had been ongoing for the better part of a year and a half and you know really realigned ourselves with uh, it so and then of course implementing it so and you know going full force in in august mm-hmm. was a, a huge we, we accomplished a lot so Looking back, so for everybody, uh, for those who may not know, been too busy in 2020 to to see what the board was doing there. Uh, uh, Quick definition of what ITSO is for everybody. Well, I mean, ITSO is basically our, our, you know, ITSO real estate is the acronym. It's not really an acronym as much as that's the tag for it. So it's really the collective grouping of of 23 boards and three associative boards to make up almost, I think it's 23,000 
Well, we, if you count them all up, we got almost 23,000 members that are participating That's now under, you can access MLS in all those areas. It's, it's, it's a significant step forward. It's been under, you know, three or four years in the, in the makings in terms of uh, the administrative part of it, but that's a lot of data, and, and I can't speak for any other realtors, but I can only assume. I know that the the borders, uh, that line where you kind of define your business market, uh, keep getting wider and wider because of technology, and this just makes uh, makes us that much more efficient working in a wider range there uh, as we go forward. So it's exciting yeah, totally. stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's exciting being a part of BDAR, and uh, I've volunteered for a number of years. You have as well. Um, what words would you put out there for the membership uh, to, uh, about volunteering, about becoming involved? Do uh, you think everybody should uh, take a run at it, or do you think it's maybe just for a defined few? What would you say about that? Well, you know, I think um, it depends on what you want out of your real estate experience. I mean, I know that as a realtor, um, every time I'm engaged with the association, I'm a better realtor. I actually... Uh, I'm a little bit more focused on the industry, uh, a little bit more engaging with people. Conversations can go around the way realtors operate as well as what I can do for them personally. So, you know, we're all, we're all independent people. We all work independently. But once you take on a role uh, working with the association in a governance capacity, you learn a lot about um, how everything ticks and it enhances your total experience. I, I subscribed to a book when I started in real estate called the seven habits of highly effective people and it allows you to yeah stephen covey it allows you to uh, partition your life in in sort of in sort of buckets of of how you can be successful and a big part of that is volunteerism and i know a, a ton of our members if not most most i would say most of our members are volunteers with other organizations and what other capacities and that obviously they know that not only something they do just to be good citizens, they do that to enhance their lives. And it does in various ways, but when you do something that's directly in your association, it doesn't just enhance your life, it does actually enhance your business. Yeah, and, and, and I think one of the biggest obstacles when people are weighing whether to do it or not is it, it's gonna be a big distraction. It's gonna take away a lot of my time from where I need to be focused. And I can say personally, I've found it, it, it's a few hours a month, uh, sometimes every other month, and it's not, you work around it. And for those few hours, you come away enlightened, you get to see how the sausage is made and, uh, and you, get, you get to participate in forming and shaping, you know, the industry that you work in. Uh, it's, it's really gratifying, I would say. Yeah, it um, does. And it comes with a lot of education. And, and, you know, a lot of the time people will say, oh, I can't afford it. <laughs> well, the reality is, I, I've got to say that anytime I've ever taken any education course, it almost invariably within the next three months, I'm able to spit that out to a client and put together a deal that I wouldn't have been able yeah. to do before. And even just talking about governance, uh, you know, the relationship of realtors in the province, you know, as, we, as you and I do with, with the, the political action aspect of it and having an understanding of what realtors do as in, in general for the public and being able to convey that to our clients, you know, builds up respect for realtors and, and yourself. So it, it's a good opportunity for you to be able to understand the industry better, convey mm -hmm. that message to the public, and ultimately, I don't know, it makes you a little bit more proud of being doing what you do. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and with that added understanding and, and, and even additional understanding when talking to you, being an appraiser as well as a realtor, uh, 
looking back at 2020, when we uh, when when COVID was on the lips of everybody, first came into being. There's my phone, busy realtor. <laughs> you got the old ring type, do you? We got yeah. that old rotary phone, Mike. You're dating yourself now. <laughs> I just hung up on them, and what'll likely happen is they're going to call another realtor and list that two million dollar house with the <laughs> answer right away. But that's the nature of the beast. But yeah, getting back to that, uh, early in the year when this was news and uh, COVID first landed on our shores, and we were starting to take precautions, a lot of the media was saying, "Oh, this is going to crash and kill the the real estate market." And I think a lot of us ourselves thought well, we didn't know what was going to happen. Is this going to uh, Hertz is going to cause uh, prices to drop or whatever. But what we have seen is uh, buyer activity continued, if not uh, a little bit busier than maybe anticipated. Um, the inventory levels were a little bit lower, um, but values were, you know, held steady and uh, increased in in, in many uh, in many areas of the market and types of product. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? On uh, on prices on. Uh, you know, what happened in 2020 and where you might see us going uh, in the year ahead price-wise? Well, I mean, you know, really to sum it up, it was very, very different. There's no, you know, in every capacity, you know, when you hear from our, our uh, leaders in every part of the province uh, and every, every industry, it was so different. There was just really no um, boilerplate or historical reference to actually draw inference from. So when we look at this marketplace, we were surprised. We did what we were told to do in April. We all went, stayed at home. The market slowed. And of course, the press kind of picked up, thought it was going to crash. Some people thought it was going to crash. We started to see some bargain hunters out there. But really what it did was it pented up demand. And then we had a change. You know, there's a, there, is, there is actually a fundamental change in the way people look at housing that occurred when they realized that their house wasn't just a place they put their head down and go to sleep. It's their it's their castle. It's their it's the home that they go to to, to socialize, uh, raise their kids, teach their kids. It's an office. It's an education facility. It's it's become a lot more to people, and yes. that demand yeah. is so pent up. It created this crazy demand in the marketplace, and you know mm -hmm. we we've seen that influx from the GTA, especially. You know we are. A couple hundred thousand people in Simcoe County here on the cusp of three million people in the GTA, if not more, if you go a little bit further out. And when the influx of, you know, 50% of the 60% of the buyers coming from those that area uh, prepared to spend mo more money than some of our local people and driving those prices up at a lack of supply because the people that lived here didn't want to move either. They knew they had yeah. something good. And so they just so a lot of people stayed put. So we struggled to get people to move. And although people could make a, a lateral move at the beginning, once the demand increased so much for that option where they would move to, mm -hmm. it caused more people to stay put. And so we've got this pent up supply, sorry, pent up demand, lack of supply. And as much as some people may think that it's always it's something else in the world that's causing prices to go up, supply and demand are almost always those two factors that create increasing prices or decreasing prices. Do you, do you anticipate that those factors you touched on that caused us to, you know, hibernate and stay home and, and, and you know, made us 
uh, aware to a greater degree of those intrinsic, you know, psychological and social values of the home. Do you think as we go into 2021, and we're not out of the woods yet with COVID, but we're, we've certainly got our head around the notion of it and are learning to work with that as, you know, put it aside and continue forward. Um, do you think we will see a loosening up of people and some of the people who may have sold last year who held off? This might be the year, like, uh, I guess the bottom line question is, do you think we'll see more uh, inventory this year than we did last year? Uh, well, you know, it's everyone's going to, there's going to be a level of speculation. People are, you know, already you see some projections in terms of every day things change. So you see speculations in terms of how quickly we'll be inoculated, uh, you know, how quickly we'll get that vaccine. And, and then that there's going to be everyone sort of maybe sitting on the edge of their seat. There's going to be a point in time when all right, everyone feels comfortable to list and sell and move and socialize. And we're going to go back to normal. And then everyone's going to list and try to capitalize on these high prices because they think that three months down the road, there might be a settling of prices and they'll be able to jump back in the market and buy. And this sort of happened in the beginning of 2017 when we had a lack of supply and a high demand people sold thinking that in three months they're going to buy when there's a huge supply increase in the July, August, only to find that there wasn't, uh, or, or, or that, yeah, there, well, I guess there was, there, there was, the supply did increase, but prices didn't drop as dramatically or quickly as they thought they would. So mm -hmm. we were, we were, we were stuck in situations that like you can get stuck in a situation. As long as you buy and sell in the market, you're going to be okay. But if you've got nowhere to go, I wouldn't, you know, I would say most people are going to hold off until they, they do have somewhere to go. Right. So to, to sum that up, are, are, you, are you entering 2021 as a realtor, optimistic, cautious, scared, uh, excited? <laughs> <laughs> what, what can, you, can you be all five? Like, yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, you know, like everyone else, uh, just sort of keep your finger on the pulse of the market day by day. But, you know, I just talk, just looking at a, a listing that somebody mentioned, you know, we were posting on Facebook, all right, there's 35 offers. Now there's 37 offers. Now there's 43 offers. Now there's 46 offers. And I'm like, I, I don't know how I can even convince a client to compete in that environment. I mean, you know, you got a one in 46 chance of getting the property for most likely a substantial amount more yeah. than they're asked for. Yeah. It's. And there's other there's other fears, yeah, right? I'm getting, uh, you know, the forty second offer is not uh, confidence instilling for that buyer or for the realtor. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's odd in that sense. And I I personally would like to see a more balanced market. I think it's healthier for everyone involved. So uh, yeah, and I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna wait and see. I don't think we're gonna see that till till we can actually have some specific, realistic projections on that on, on how the, uh, the virus, uh, yeah. um, the inoculations are going. Mm -hmm. Okay, any words uh, you'd like to uh, share just, just to sum up our little chat here? Uh, you know, I just think that uh, we all, I mean, it's always our goal to try <clears throat> to do the right thing. And right now we're being asked to do that in, a, in, a, in perhaps the most restrictive capacity we've been asked to do that. And I know, I do feel actually in Simcoe County, I do feel that most of the people, I don't know really many, I don't, actually, I can't honestly say I know anyone that's doing, that's doing the wrong thing. Just about everybody I see are doing, is doing the right thing and they're keeping their distance and their social distancing and wearing their masks. I do see sometimes there's a hyperactivity in the marketplace that's driving, 
you know, realtors a little bit crazy because they've got it because they want to take care of their clients. And like you said, you know, even just in jest, the phone rang and next thing, you know, they'll call somebody else. And that's a, that's, that's a, that's a personal supply and demand situation. If you don't answer the phone today or you don't show that person that house, will they buy through somebody else? And maybe they will, but maybe they'll just be one of those 46 offers that don't get accepted and people are just spinning their wheels anyway. So I, I, I just have to say, we have to wait and see every day and you can ask me tomorrow. And once they say, all oh, right, we know what we we're comfortable now we're up to speed. We're doing 5,000 inoculations a day. This is when we're going to get to you. This is when we're going to get to the people under over 50. This is people under 50 and realistically now it's a solid date that by August or whenever it happens to be everybody that wants to mm -hmm. get inoculated will be so right now, right now we're seeing too much uncertainty. Yes, I think so. But I'll wish for you and for all the membership uh, a satisfying, rewarding 2021. And I want to thank you, thank you as well from all the membership for, for your time volunteering and uh, putting in the time with uh, the board. I, I know in 2020, there were a lot of new uh, benchmarks that we achieved uh, and you played a role, an active role in a lot of those. And Thanks for your time and your wisdom there. I'm going to ask you just to close out here some rapid fire questions that have been handed to me. Uh, so I'm not responsible for these ones. Uh, but uh, first question being, what's the best golf course you have ever played on? Well, um, you know, actually, I, th I would say Firecliff. Uh, it's a Desert Willow Golf Resort in um, Palm Springs. It's a, just a, such a, something else to see a golf course cut out of the desert. And so that, was, that would be my favorite. Yeah, and you know of what you speak because uh, you're one of the few people I know who can find stray titleists in their garden uh, on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, <very country. laughs> that's right, and that's a good thing. That's where you know extra money. Better in the garden than through the window, though. I suppose. Uh, what's your favorite uh, winter activity? Uh, hands down, it's skiing. I've been a downhill skier most of my life. Um, missing it right now with the ski hills closed, yeah. uh, but understandable. And, uh, but so in the meantime, I snowshoe and I love to snowshoe and get out and then take some good deep breaths of fresh air. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Here's a question that uh, thankfully gets harder and harder to answer each year because there's more and more of them coming. Uh, what's your favorite local restaurant? Uh, well, you know, I like to cater to a lot of the restaurants. I tend to be a bit of a downtown person, but um, so I like to go to the Queens. Uh, we like to go to the Queens for a good meal and some dancing. So that's always fun. Mm -hmm. um, and right now with the, you know, when we're doing our takeout, uh, we like to do uh, TJ's Curry in a Hurry. That's one of our favorites. I think you like that too, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And um, final question here is what does being more than a realtor mean to you? Well, I think again, like I say, that in order to be a realtor, it's to be well-rounded. Um, you know, I think that's the key, really, to life is to have some balance. And uh, you know, you can be more than a realtor in the sense that uh, you're a volunteer, uh, you're a, a, a husband, a wife, a father, a friend. Uh, you know, in any capacity, there's so many things you can be that are just where real estate's part of it. And but I think that you'll find that. Um, you know, the best realtors are those that are participants in the multitude of things that make you a well-rounded individual, just like any other profession. Hmm. Um, you know, locally, uh, you know, being a member of BDAR uh, and, and emphasizing local uh, has been a big part of what, 
what I do. This, this, this is a big province. There's lots of places you could work, but being local and having an intrinsic knowledge of the local marketplace makes you the best you can be. Very good words to close out on. And I want to thank you, Robin, for taking a few moments this morning here to, to chat. And, and thank you as well. A big thanks for your time and your dedication to the Bering District Association of Realtors. Um, your wisdom and input has been greatly appreciated. It made a great difference. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To hear our other episodes, be sure to subscribe. And we would love it if you could leave us a review. 